welcome to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatzis. I am the host of the show, and we speak to men from all walks of life, like Gotcha for Life founder Gus Walland. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I truly believe that vulnerability is a new way to lead. There's stuff that we do that is good. There's stuff that we just don't know what we're doing. It's nothing wrong with being human and explaining that to the people that you love. Episodes drop every Monday morning, so make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you're the first to know when they're available. Welcome to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia. I'm the host of the show. And today we are joined by Anton Nottenboom, who is also known as the Barefoot Dutchman. Anton, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Did I say your name right? That was a really good pronunciation. Like I get so many different uh, kinds of it, like sounds of it. So that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Anton, just to get started, I would love, and I ask, how are you? But I would love if you wouldn't mind putting that for me on a scale of one to 10. So if you were to think about one sort of being the lowest of lows and 10 being the highest of highs, whereabouts would yeah. you sit on that scale today? Like I know you've just finished this incredible challenge. Whereabouts are you sitting? I reckon I'm a, I'm a seven right now, which is which is good. Well, we are going to get to the walk and a little bit about what happened after your incredible physical challenge. But to start with, I want to start with your why. And you have quite an incredible story in the sense that you were in the Dutch army for quite a few years and did three tours of Afghanistan. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because you've spoken a little bit about how that was sort of part of your motivation to get into mental health was that you noticed how the men around you were suffering. Can you give us a bit of an insight into how you noticed the mental health of your peers being affected um, when you were in the army? Um, no, especially when like the army being a very masculine, macho type of environment, of course, like, you know, one guy always wants to be bigger than the guy next to you. That's, that's kind of the culture within the army. And then going on these missions, um had to put it in short you get to see things that most people never have to see in their lives and you get to endure stress levels that most people have yeah never have to go through in their entire lives as well and still coming back from those missions there's this taboo on uh you know actually speaking up about it you, you joke about it everyone does that's the easy thing to do but actually speaking up and saying you know what i'm actually not fine with uh you know the things that we've seen and and the stress i i have from it and that just leads to, you know, a lot of men, um, yeah, being really scared in a way of, you know, being vulnerable, being open, being the one guy in a group saying, you know, I'm, I'm not okay. I need some help with whatever we've seen. And that just leads to very high numbers of anxiety, of depression and uh, suicide. And that's the first time I really got to see what mental health actually means. Uh, but because I was still in that same environment myself, I was always less at the surface. You know, I was kind of going through the same things, doing the same things. Not until I got out of it is when I really, like, really realized, like, this is, you know, this is what it's doing to people. Um, yeah, and it's, it's really bad. And I wanted now to talk a little bit about your physical challenges because you have done some truly incredible and remarkable and actually record-breaking things. But the first challenge that you did was... Everest Base Camp and walking Everest Base Camp at the best of times for the regular person would be one of the most incredible challenges that you can actually achieve. But you did it barefoot. 
Can you explain why <laughs> you wanted to do the challenge barefoot and what you did the challenge for? Um, well, the challenge was to raise awareness and funds for the people living in the remote communities of the Himalayas. Like, because I traveled a lot, I was always fully aware of how lucky and blessed I am to be born and raised in a safe country like the Netherlands or to be living in Australia for now. Um, so I always felt like whenever I get the chance, I want to do something back, you know, like give back to people that are less fortunate than I am. And uh, before I went to Nepal, I actually just finished my own mental health chapter and I wanted to treat myself by traveling again. Traveling has always been, you know, my go-to thing. Um, I wanted to physically and mentally challenge myself again because from the army, I knew, you know, we put these self-limiting beliefs on ourselves of what our mind and body are capable of, but there are no limits. And by, you know, going over those limits, you can you can feel that massive power that's inside of every one of us of you can achieve whatever you set your mind on. Um, so I thought, okay, Nepal, always wanted to see Nepal, uh, always wanted to see the highest mountain in the world. I get to physically and mentally challenge myself by doing base camp. And I can use that momentum to raise some, you know, funds and awareness for the people living in those areas to, to help them, especially after the earthquake they had. But then I was kind of thinking, yeah, okay, base camp Everest, it is challenging, but people do it. It's not very out of the ordinary. Uh, so I thought I need to come up with something that makes it a little bit more niche, that makes people want to follow the story and donate. And walking barefoot quite a lot on the northern beaches. Um, just one day walking barefoot thinking, hey, I'm pretty sure no one's ever done base camp Everest barefoot because why would you? Like it's really uncomfortable. And that was my little light bulb moment. That's when I realized, hey, I've got something that no one's ever done before. As if one wasn't enough, you came back to Australia and you have just a couple of weeks ago finished an incredible challenge uh, and you broke a record while doing it. So 2,600 kilometres from Cairns to Sydney, to the northern beaches of Sydney where you live, where we live, and raising funds for men's mental health. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the motivations behind that walk because on one of the days you walked the longest amount of time barefoot, which was over 27 hours. Can you tell me a little bit about what you learned about yourself on that journey? Because it's still fresh in your mind, I'm assuming. Can you talk me through what you've discovered maybe about yourself or your own mental resilience? That putting into practice like all the little bits and pieces that you learn on the way that like from the curveballs that life's going to throw at you, like inevitably, it creates that callus on your mind, not just on your feet, but it creates like a certain callus on your mind that makes you like able to overcome every single challenge. Like as in, like I said before, same with, you know, the barefoot walk up the mountain. We all have these self-limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves, I can't do this, or I can't do this. And we, we like to stay in that comfort zone a lot. Like whenever it gets a little bit difficult, we kind of pull back. We stay in our, like the warm little, um, you know, comfort zone. And once you step out of that, once you step into, you know, something that you fear most or you step out of that little bubble, that's when that, insane power is unleashed of now nah, you can do so much more and you know never in my life i thought i could walk it, it eventually it came to 3019 uh kilometers and yeah a 27 hour walk never in my life i thought i can walk three more than 3000 k's by foot or more than 27 hours straight without taking a break but you can and everyone can like everyone has this insane power of yeah, you can do whatever you set your mind on. And that's definitely something that I really wanted to show with this walk. 
to others that were following the story. You know, it was uncomfortable every single day for 163 days straight, but it has opened up this whole new world of, of opportunities and of knowing myself as well. The irony that I walked for almost six months straight talking about mental health, men's mental health, and then coming home and have to deal with my own mental health straight away. Like I, I just, you know, it was a very hard come down back into normal world, but it was good in a way because I feel that resilience. I know it's going to suck. Like, sorry for saying it, it's going to hurt. It's going to take some time, but you're going to get there. Like you've been through that. Just come out of your bed, give yourself the little pat on the shoulder for coming out of the bed and facing the day. And by the end of the day, you're one day closer again of, you know, that final that final day of feeling better or having achieved that goal that you set yourself. And when you said you were confronted almost by your own mental health when you finished, can you expand a little bit on that for me? Because I could imagine when you've, you know, completed this incredible feat and this this amazing thing and you raised over $80,000, which is amazing, there would almost be like this crash or this come down is that what you experienced is that what you mean or what was the mental health challenge that you really faced when you came home uh typical murphy's law i knew there was going to be a crash like i knew that once i stopped walking all of a sudden that purpose and that goal that you have every single day is gone and you know you're going to be a little bit lost and i was mentally prepared for that to happen uh, and I knew that it was going to, you know, take a few weeks of adjustment again to normal life to kind of get into the flow of, of everyday life again. But um, my relationship uh, didn't make it um, through the walk. Uh, so coming home, you know, you have the big final, you've got so many people around you, but then you come home to an empty apartment. That was a big, you know, kick to the guts. And life life goes exactly as it needs to go. Like sometimes these things just happen, but for that to happen after such a massive, um, you know, walk, <laughs> uh, that was that was that was quite painful. And the day after that, I got an email from the Australian government denying my visa, so they're pretty much kicking me out of the country as well. Oh my god, Anton, I am so sorry. That is huge, um, yeah. and I'm really sorry that that all has come to you at one time because when things get thrown at you in isolation sometimes you know they're easier to handle right like you get handed a heartbreak but you've got some stability because you know you've got a home and you've got friends and now like now the home is sort of up in the air and I'm so sorry to hear that and heartbreak can be one of the most painful experiences of your life breakups um I've spoken to more than a thousand people on the way about mental health and and uh, everything around it. I think breakups are like 80, 85% of people's, you know, mental health issues. It's always a divorce, a breakup, especially when it, when there's kids involved or anything like that. It's just, it's never fun. You know, as cliche as it may sound, but I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. This might be just, you know, making space for something new to come. And of course, I'm heartbroken. It hurts, but it's going to lead to something else. And I just have to stay optimistic in that way and new opportunities will come i just have to go through these few weeks mm-hmm. um and just speak about it like uh, especially when it comes to to heartbreak and especially when it comes to heartbreak and men men have this very big ego around it uh you know we're, we're big and tough and we don't get hurt men hurt man for that reason it takes men on average twice as long to actually um 
yeah, get over a breakup because we kind of put it to the side and kind of pretend now we're a big boy. But we have emotions. We, you know, uh, we get born in it. We have them all and it's, it's completely fine to show them. In this case as well, when it comes to heartbreak, you know, you're just human. You have emotions for a reason. They're there for a reason. Show them and it will help you by showing it and it will help you by actually feeling it instead of numbing it. Um, you know, it's very easy to try to find distraction in things. Uh, but I think it's, it's very healthy to actually just take your time and, and to actually feel it and speak about it with your mates. You know, I'm pretty sure once you speak about it to one mate, that mate's going to open up and say, you know what, I've actually gone through something similar. And I totally didn't expect this conversation to go here, but I really feel like this is where I want to take it a little bit more. Is there something that, because I'm sure your your feelings would be resonating with some people right now listening to this. Is there anything that's helping you sort of get through the day? Because obviously it's still quite fresh and sometimes you just need to get through the day. But is there anything that's kind of helping you get through that heartbreak right now? I think... The hardest thing, but the best thing to do is every morning is accept the situation. So don't find it. Don't try to fight against it. It is what it is. As in, accept that it's going to hurt. Accept that it's going to take a time. Accept that you're going to have highs and lows. Um, and start building on that. I think as soon as you kind of accept it, it becomes a little bit easier to, you know, find things to to do for yourself. And that's the most important thing. Start doing little things for yourself um they can be you know in my case i'll have to go for just a morning walk just to get out fresh air be active straight away i mean i've just walked three thousand k's but i still can't stop um and be really kind to yourself do not talk down on yourself for being this situation do not you know try to look for the for the answers of why things went wrong with yourself it just you know sometimes it doesn't work out and that's completely fine but just be kind to yourself talk to yourself as if you'll be talking to your best mate if you if your best mate will be going through a breakup you'll be kind to him you know you're going to be how try to help him try to find some distraction for him do that same thing for yourself i remember the first time and probably the only time that i got my heart broken was with my ex and it honestly like heartbreak is physical pain. I think something that no one ever really told me is that when you break up with someone and you end a relationship, there's that emotional pain, but there's also like the physical pain that happens in your chest and like you miss them so deeply that it physically hurts. And like, no one tells you that. No one tells you that it's going to hurt, like actually physically harm you. And um, I think, you know, we don't, we don't talk enough about the emotional pain that comes from a breakup and, and the end of a relationship because when you end a relationship, you're not just grieving the end of the, the relationship, you're grieving the future that you thought you had with that person. Exactly like you said, like the emotional pain, like, it's like, you know, they say a heartbreak, but it actually feels that way. Like, you know, your heart, like your chest, like it's, it's, it's actually hurting. It's actually breaking on the inside. But um, I think the most important thing out of, you know, of heartbreak of losing someone that you, like you said, that you, you know, had, you thought you had a future with is, you know, that person is not you as in, 
we get so attached to a story, we get so attached to a person that we feel like we lose our own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's going to take a long time to come back to our own identity, but that person is not you. That situation is not you. You are still the same and you can still have all those things that you kind of wish for yourself. Um, and to take, and it, this is definitely not something that you're going to, you know, feel or see at the start of any breakup, but in the end, um, there are so many things you can take out of that relationship. It's never, ever a waste of time. Yeah, I love putting that positive spin on it. I really didn't expect our conversation to go this way, but I'm so glad it did. Thank you for speaking about this. Um, I suppose the last question that I wanted to ask is a couple of things. One of them we were just talking about mental health and your own mental health. Um, is there anything else that you add to your mental health routine to keep yourself mentally strong right now while you're going through tough times? Um, yeah, I think just connection. That's one of the most important things, even though you don't really feel like, you know, coming out, going out. Um, but that sense of connection, just having chats with, with people during the day. Um, meditation is a really big one. Um, I think when your mind is troubled and your heart is hurting, it's very scary to sit still and close your eyes and actually feel it. But it definitely sets you up for the rest of the day. Like if you do it in the morning, um, yeah, it, you can kind of, you know, see those thoughts come and go and maybe detach a little, yourself a little bit more from the thoughts that are coming. All these little things that just benefit my own mental health right now, it's completely fine just to think about yourself, not anyone else. Focus on feeling, making yourself feel better. And that's, in my case, sleep, exercise, eating healthy, meditation, cold showers, connection to other people and talk. And on that note, I would love to finish this conversation with what you're most grateful for. So, Anton... What are you most grateful for today? Oh, I am most grateful for today for feeling the way I do right now and having this chat with you about it as well to have this conversation about it that potentially could help someone else that might be struggling as well. Um, so I'm very, very grateful for this chat. Thanks for that. I'm so grateful for it too. You even got me emotional on my podcast. I haven't gotten – the last time I got emotional was a long time ago on this. So thank you. I'm very grateful for that and I really – Hope that there will be some men and even women listening to this who will feel seen for the first time about their heartbreak. And I do want to acknowledge that you have done an amazing thing um, and an incredible physical challenge, but you've also inspired a lot of people with your attitude to life. So thank you for being you. And hopefully we can find some way to petition Scott Morrison to keep you in the country. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Episodes drop every Monday morning and you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Remember to take 10 and check on the man you love today.